melody by CEO Had a vision to help parents equip Get practical tips Address behaviors Implement strategies Change the atmosphere in your home Open Hello and welcome to the Family Nuggets Podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, your Family Nugget Giver. What is the Family Nugget? It's nuggets of information that I have gleaned from over 20 years as a teacher. Teachers are good advice givers. But do you have a teacher that's right in your back pocket? Well, now you do. Now, I must tell you, this advice is meant to be used for your enjoyment and is not meant to replace professional counseling. Please seek professional counseling outside the realm of this podcast if you are in need of additional help. Family Nuggets loves families, and if you love having a teacher that loves families with you all the time, then welcome to my podcast and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Family Nuggets podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, founder of Family Nuggets, and I am your host. Today on this episode of Family Nuggets, we are talking about rest reimagined in the age of COVID. Today, we have a returning special guest, Charlene Shinwade. Charlene is a clinical therapist, and we welcome her expertise into the conversation today again. (laughs) Hello, Charlene. Hi, thank you for having me back. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. So today we are talking about rest. And we sort of decided, or I decided that we're going to sort of tweak this topic because originally we were going to talk about something else, but I just felt like rest was the topic for the hour. And with all of the things that are happening right now in 2020, um, rest seems like it's almost impossible. It has been a very stressful year for all of us. We don't even need to name all the things that have plagued us this year because it brings us to a point of having to face it and keep facing it over and over. And like the parents and the caregivers that we are, we look at it in the face and we do our best to deal with it, hoping that the next day, the next week, the next month of 2020 will be better. But there's one thing 2020 has brought us that we're not dealing with very well, and that is rest. So I decided to Google the definition of rest. And as a verb, it says to cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. Charlene, as a clinical therapist, how would you define rest? That is, that's a great question and it's timely. Um, Rest. I would pick up on the word recovery. Mm. Recovery. We're all doing so much. Parents, moms, teachers. uh, I could go on and on. Essential workers. We're all doing so much. We need to recover. 
rest our brains, rest our minds, rest our bodies, allow mm-hmm. ourselves time to come back to center, allow ourselves time to, to breathe right. with intention and, mm. and start new, feeling energized, feeling, feeling good in our bodies mm-hmm. and, and being clear about our intentions for the day, for the week moving forward. Right, right. So as you were talking, I was actually closing my eyes and listening to you say the word set your intention and come back to center. Mm. For those who may not know what's coming to center is, what does that mean exactly? Coming back to center is a form of grounding. We are pulled in so many different directions at any given time. We are sometimes moving through the motions, going through our day and not even checking Mm -hmm. in with ourselves. What do Mm -hmm. we need? Did we eat? You know, do we need more water? Do we need to just stop? And so coming back to center literally means looking within. What do Mm -hmm. I need right now? What have Mm -hmm. I been putting aside in order to meet other people's needs? Right. Mm-hmm. I like that answer. Um, when you said we're being pulled in so many different directions, if you picture your arm being pulled this way and being kind of jerked that way, your arm being pulled the other way and being jerked that way, and right. you know your legs being pulled and your head being pulled because you're thinking and you're being pulled, but when do you draw those things back in? The left arm, the right arm, the right leg, the left leg, the head, and you bring it all back in and you say, my head needs this or my arm needs, I need this, I need these things back. <laughs> I need to pull them back in, <laughs> draw them back into myself so that I can stop moving for a moment and just breathe. Mm, right. Right. Yes. Yes. So before 2020, I think we all knew what rest meant. Um, it evolved. It usually involved naps sleeping mm-hmm. in, vacations, and even more recently, staycations. Right. And I became a practice, or I began the practice of yoga at home, which I found to be very beneficial, especially after suffering some back issues. Mm-hmm. And so to this day, I use yoga techniques to help center myself and ground myself just by breathing and closing my eyes and allowing the breath to do its work because I think so many times we just want to rush breathing <laughs> like, right you know uh you just if someone tells you to breathe you're like how do I don't know how to do that because I am breathing right. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you like intentionally time it so that you're breathing in and you're holding it and then you're breathing out and you're letting that air escape and hold it and end and hold it. Those things really do cause you to stop because you can't do much when you're concentrating that hard on breathing. Right. Right. And that's the best part about it. When you're focusing on breathing, um, you're giving yourself a break and you're not uh, checking things off your list. You're not worrying about things it really causes it helps you it helps Mm -hmm. you to stop 
focus. So there's so many, so many different benefits physically and emotionally. Right. And we, yeah, I couldn't even get into like all the other health benefits to slow breathing, all of the Mm. oxygen flow and how it gives oxygen to the muscles and the bones and all of that great stuff. Right. But as, as we go a little bit deeper into what rest is in 2020, I think it looks awkward. I think it looks as if someone had a strong tower and somebody started taking the bricks out of it and it's just kind of toppling over. Right. It's, it feels like to me, whenever the word rest is mentioned, it's almost like anxiety ramps up around the word rest. Mm. When do I have time to do that? Rest? What is that? Right. Like, that's almost a joke. You, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I think it's really hard for people to even imagine what rest is. So I'm just going to throw some quick fire questions at you, Charlene. Is mm-hmm. rest sleeping? Yes. <laughs> rest, uh, sleep is one form of rest. Yes. It's, yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It is probably the most important form, right? Right. Right. Of rest. Okay. We're, we're going to get a little deeper. Okay. Is rest ignoring? Mm. Sometimes, yes. Absolutely. And what one example that comes to mind, your phone's ringing at the end of the day, you've already mm-hmm. worked, you've taken care of family, you've taken care of the home, you haven't had time for yourself. Your phone's mm-hmm. ringing. You know that this is going to be a long conversation that mm-hmm. will take more of your emotional energy. Ignore mm-hmm. the call. Absolutely. I love it. That's a great example. Yeah. That's a great example. Okay. Is resting leaving? Mm, that's a great one. Absolutely, Yes. Absolutely, yes. Leaving. Mm-hmm. Leaving. Leaving a, it could be as simple as leaving the room, leaving leaving your house and going for a walk, mm-hmm. getting in your car, driving to the nearest park, people watching, mm-hmm. fresh air, mm-hmm. leaving, leaving a stressful, confined situation, even if it's just for a moment. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is resting shutting down Mm, okay that's a tricky one that's a tricky one are we shutting down as in i'm done for the day i'm turning off my phone i'm turning away from any screens picking up a book and shutting down mentally so that i can shut down physically and have a good night's rest absolutely there are other ways of shutting down where it may not be as healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Are we shutting down in our relationships because they've become um, exhausting, for lack of a better word? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we shutting down in with our family? Are we shutting down with the things that we need to do for ourselves? You know, so that's a tricky one. It can be healthy. It's just the manner in which we go about it. Okay. Next 
and last quick fire mm-hmm. is resting binge watching your favorite show oh <laughs> <laughs> that's also a maybe <laughs> That was the popular thing. As soon as, uh, I believe it was in March, when when things shut down, we were Mm -hmm. all home. Netflix was the thing. Right. Um, Binge watching. I I would say now, for the most part, um, everything on TV pretty much looks the same, sounds the same. (laughs) The novelty is gone. (laughs) So it can be if you still find joy and pleasure and and it's a fun way of, of buying time or or spending your day. Um, Yeah, it can be, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to take those quick fires and we're going to add some depth to them. Because what I think is happening is that we're doing these things. I know I sleep. (laughs) I know that I ignore things that are not going to be beneficial at the moment. I know that I leave the room if I have to, or leave work and just stop or leave my computer if I need to. Um, I know that I can (laughs) say to my kids, mommy's done. (laughs) You guys can stay (laughs) up to your designated bedtime, but I am going to bed. Right. Um, And I do enjoy an occasional binge watching if I find something worthy (laughs) of, Mm -hmm. of the activity. However, I think there may be times when I'm not doing it correctly because I don't feel that I'm getting enough rest. Mm -hmm. So if I'm sleeping, am I getting enough? If I'm ignoring, am I doing it at the right time? If I'm leaving, am I leaving things unfinished? And then I have to get up super early to try to accomplish the thing that I left. Mm. If I'm shutting down, am I shutting out people that need me possibly? Right. And if I'm binge watching, am I watching something that is going to actually help me rest? Or does it involve things like murder and Mm. other violent acts? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or things that are not helping my brain rest, but instep- instead has me at the edge of my seat, nervous for the character, paranoid. Am I yelling at the TV, screaming at the TV? Mm. Is it, am I resting? Right. So we're going to go back through those same questions or those same form of rest that we have been told is a good way of rest right now. It's almost like I've, I've heard people say, if you're doing this, you're doing great. You know, like right. if you're, if you're doing these things, you're doing great because you're still here, you're surviving and you're, we're getting through this. And that's true. Right. I think we still have breath in our bodies and, you know, we're, we're getting up every day and we're trying our best. We definitely are getting through it, but how are we getting through it in a healthy way? And rest has to be, reimagined because we can't go on those vacations we can't we can barely go on staycations right (laughs) you know so how do we regulate or manage these tools we've been given in order to make sure that rest is actually appropriate and that we're doing it the right way especially us parents who have kids 
or single parents who have kids and don't have a partner to help them when things get really hard and kids are crying and need things and you don't want to give them the iPad, but you just do because you need some peace and quiet or for that essential worker that just came home and has to peel off all their clothes and all the outer layers and take a, a hot shower and steam their face and go sit in another room for several hours and decompress. How are we right. doing these things well so that our bodies can come back to a center, come back to a, a and eventually the big word, peace. Mm, right. Right. Because it's something that we all are longing for right now. So right. how can we reimagine sleep? Because I, I believe if this is the biggest thing that we need in order to fully rest, how do we do it without, and I might be asking a really, really tough question, but how do we do it without feeling guilty doing it? Right. It's, it's hard. And I say it's hard because what worked before 2020 mm -hmm. may not be working today. And our go-to, our five to seven hours, our mm -hmm. waking up and we're energized may not be happening today. Mm -hmm. And so it is important to evaluate, do I actually feel relaxed right now? Do I, do I wake up feeling energized? Do I need more sleep? Do I need less sleep? You know, am I waking up in the middle of the night? So it's really important that we evaluate um, Things have changed externally. Mm -hmm. Are things changing internally as well? And so the sleep that we that we used to get that was so helpful, that was beneficial, do we feel the same now? Or do we feel completely different? Are we laying in bed a little bit longer, wide awake? Mm -hmm. You know, so so absolutely, we we all have to check in and determine. Is it still working? And if not, what do we need to change? Right. Is it still working? Is right. my sleep, are my sleep habits benefiting me or do I need to do something to change them? And Absolutely. perhaps changing the time, the last time of day that you eat might help. Changing your diet, um, changing the last time you drink water so you don't have to get up and, you know, run to the bathroom um, in the middle of the night. Right. Um, also, I just think um, routines are really important for families. I know for me, there are times where I have said, you know what, I'm going to bed early, therefore we're all going to bed early. And I might get some moans and some groans, but mm -hmm. after I've done it for a while and given my reasons why, then the children are more apt to following <laughs> following along with those parameters that I said uh, because they see the hard work or they see how tired I am when I come home. So I think it's important for parents to talk to kids and explain right. the process, explain the importance of why you need the sleep why they need sleep, 
why the dog needs more sleep. Right. (laughs) It's Um, true. I have often felt guilt around going to bed early and shutting all the lights off early in the house and laying in the bed and thinking to myself, all right, I've done it. I've gotten everybody to bed and now I'm laying here and I can't sleep Mm. because my mind is racing with what are the kids thinking? What am I thinking about? Do I hear humming? What are those noises? Do I hear cars? Do I hear animals? Do I hear crickets? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should get up and get some water. or Maybe I should get up and get. I wonder if during 2020, when all of this is going on, if there is more that I can do to shut my mind off or if the process is the same when it comes to sleeping. Mm. Because I am not a good sleeper. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever been a good sleeper. I, since a little child, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and nothing would be wrong. It wouldn't be because I had a bad dream or that I needed something from someone. I just remember waking up and then it would take me a long time to go back to sleep. I've been what we call a light sleeper where I can hear everything. And my spouse is not a light sleeper. And (laughs) once he's asleep, he's asleep, right? Mm -hmm. So I think for people like me who needs to sleep as we all do, but because I'm a light sleeper, often feel like I'm overthinking the process. So in this topic, reimagining sleep, is it okay, Charlene, for people like me to just kind of lay there? And if I am just kind of laying there, what can I do to just sort of calm my mind and continue to rest? And And I'll tell you, I have started the practice of listening to calming stories on the Calm app. And this is not a a plug for the Calm app, but I will throw in a little plug right now for my bedtime stories read by myself. Uh, It's a separate podcast um, that you can listen to on anchor.fm backslash Calm Bedtime. And you can listen to right now, currently there are four bedtime stories read by me in a calming, soothing voice. And they are meant for children. So I'm reading stories written by Black people, Indigenous people, or other people of color. And um, all stories are read with permission by the publisher. And I'm so excited to have this platform because I know if I'm using it to help me fall asleep and listen to stories in a calm manner, I know that it will be helpful for children as well. So that's just a little plug for that podcast. But what can us non-sleepers do to really help calm our minds? Hmm. Well, first of all, I love the idea of you reading um, stories for bedtime. You have that voice. (laughs) So I love that idea. (laughs) And um, yes, it's a lot of people will find that they are laying in bed, having a hard time falling asleep, waking up suddenly, having interrupted sleep. 
mm-hmm. um, sometimes um, dreams, heavy dreams, um, nightmares. Um, and a lot of it is the input. We're getting a lot of input throughout mm-hmm. the day. Visually, um, we're hearing it, we're seeing it, we're experiencing it. And so it it's a lot that we're carrying to bed every night. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We're taking so with I, us. Right. Right. Because we don't have, we don't have many outputs. You know, we're so busy trying to just make it through, just make it through. But with the current environment, so much we're taking in. Mm-hmm. You know? So we do have to be intentional. We do have to give ourselves extra time, Right. extra time at the end of the day. And I invite all of us to prioritize sleep, to prioritize bedtime routines, mm-hmm. you know, and sleep hygiene. Let's let's make it um, let's make it a priority. Not let anything get in the way of us taking care of ourselves and ending the day on the most peaceful. You mentioned peace, mm-hmm. the most peaceful way so that we can wake up the next day ready to go or maybe not even ready to go. Right. Maybe just feeling okay. <laughs> right. Right. So, okay. Before I run off and Google sleep hygiene during this podcast, <laughs> what is sleep hygiene? It, it's basically our, our bedtime routine. The okay. same ones that we have for our kids, you know, okay. let's, let's take our baths, put on our jammies, read our story time, get that last bottle of milk, go to bed. The routine of it is soothing, but as adults, True. we lose that routine because we have mm-hmm. so much to do and, mm-hmm. and sleep is sometimes treated as an inconvenience. So it's just getting back to our routine. So true. So true. And so good. Okay. So when is ignoring not okay? So, you know, we've got loved ones that are in hospitals. We've got loved ones who might be sick. For whatever reason, they might be sick. Mm-hmm. We have family and friends who have big needs. Right. And we're all trying to help each other through as much as we can. Mm-hmm. When is ignoring not okay? And I feel like a lot of these have the word guilt attached to them. So guilt for going right. to bed early, guilt for ignoring how do we reimagine ignoring so that ignoring is not just I'm ignoring you because this is going to disrupt my peace, but I'm ignoring this phone call or this person because I'm not sure I have it to give and right. I'll call back another time or I'll call back in 10 minutes or 20 minutes when I have a moment to breathe and then I'll call this person back. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? As you're speaking, I was thinking about the idea of giving yourself permission. Giving yourself permission to say, I don't have the emotional bandwidth. I don't have the strength to handle what's on the other side of this phone call, um, text, email, whatever it is that shows up and you're having to make a split decision right then and there. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you know, and if you've been checking in with yourself, you know when you're done. Mm-hmm. You know when you've had nothing left to give. And, 
and I heard someone say, I feel like I'm on call. I feel like I'm just waiting for the next emergency, for the next family member, mm. for the next um, whatever it is. Right. And we can't live on call. We have to shut it off. We have to ignore. Now, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about bedtime, explaining the why we need rest. Do you feel it's mm-hmm. important, Charlene, to explain why you might be ignoring something? And I'm asking this question because I'm a person with a family, right? And so you might try to explain the why, but it might come off as not caring, not being sympathetic, not being available when someone needs you. So again, that guilt is there. So, And then when you try to explain, it might come off in the form of what? An argument, right. which does not bring about peace. It actually only can escalate the situation. Uh, one thing I know that I've tried to do in the past is explain before there's a need mm. and just try to preempt the situation by explaining that something has gone awry and I need to deal with this. So my emotional capacity is full at the moment. So if you call, please give me a a moment or 24 hours to give you a call back. And that's been effective. Right. But there are moments you don't know that you're right. You don't know that your emotional tank is is filled up because you think you're handling it right? You think you've got it. So I think there are moments though, when that phone rings, where you kind of let out one of these, right? So like you kind of have like these physical responses that kind of let you know, oh, I probably shouldn't answer right now. If I'm giving a physical response, like a, like a, like a breathing out heavy, a heavy sigh, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm not really excited to take this call. I probably shouldn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that the idea of preparing, preparing for that moment, being proactive and communicate, Mm -hmm. communicate and set healthy boundaries and communicate those boundaries to the people around you. I love that idea. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to keep this episode a little shorter today, but I just wanted to talk about this last one, which I think is heavy because, you know, again, 2020 has been knocking us blow after blow after blow, right? Right. And for many, shutting down is just easier. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to say, I'm all done. I've tried and done all the things and they're not working. So it's better that I just shut down. Hmm. What is, what is not okay with shutting down? Hmm. Well, first I completely understand the idea of wanting to shut down, of wanting to shut out the the noise, the the issues, the concerns, the worry, whatever it is that comes up. 
I can completely understand the need where it becomes unhealthy, where it becomes not okay is when we don't let the people around us, the people who care about us know what's going on. I agree. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All they will see is, Oh, she's not talking. She's not engaging. She's not wanting to be around us or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All these assumptions come up mm-hmm. and um, like you stated before with the phone calls, communicate, share how you feel, mm-hmm. share how you feel. And hopefully you're surrounded by individuals who will not judge you for feeling a certain way, for your way of handling everything that's going on day to day. Right. Right. I think that's so key. What you just said is sharing why you're shutting down. Because mm-hmm. you said before, it's okay as long as people know why you're doing it, because without you telling them, here come the assumptions. Right. And as we even discussed in our first podcast together, when you don't tell about what's happening, people will make up their own story. Right. And believe that story and then tell you their version of the story. And that is the one you should believe because that's the one they've already made up, written, authored published (laughs) right (laughs) and (laughs) you you need to also believe it right right yes it's it's true it's true Mm -hmm. kids do it um and adults do it Mm -hmm. and how many how many issues how many arguments points of conflict have come up between adults couples Mm -hmm. families because of the things that are unspoken Mm -hmm. it happens all the time Right. Communication is so key. Right. It is so key. Right. So communication then, could we say communication is a vital part of rest? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And that can be on every level. That could be talk therapy, communicating with your therapist, counselor, um, life coach, whoever's walking with you through this time, Mm -hmm. communicating how you feel, asking for what you need. That applies to family, spouse, kids, Mm -hmm. um, coworkers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Communicating is an essential part of rest. And just to clear this up, Charlene, communicating does not always mean talking. Right. Because everyone who communicates is not always talking. Some people communicate through talking. Some people communicate through dance. Some people Mm -hmm. communicate through the act of doing yoga. Right. Some people communicate through signing or giving clues or, you know, nonverbal clues, maybe a post-it note left, maybe a note left written on a napkin or sometimes there's just something not spoken that can let you know the person is in need of quiet time or a long time or whatever it is. And I think we have to learn other people's communication styles Mm. to understand that just because it's not your way of communicating that communicating may or may not still be happening. You just have to learn what that person's way of communicating is 
so that you right. can respond appropriately and perhaps not get offended because they're not communicating the way you communicate. Mm, that is such a great point. That is a great point. We communicate differently. Mm-hmm. And so getting on the same page or on the same level or wavelength <laughs> mm-hmm. and and communicating that way, as long as it's consistent, open and honest. Oh my goodness, um, consistent is the word. <laughs> right, right, right. Once it's been identified, um, let's keep going. Let's set a time. Let's mm-hmm. let's communicate in the same way together. Let's right. learn each other's styles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a really great point. Right. And I love your point of consistency because once you change it up and then you don't tell the person that you changed it up, the other person's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Right. <laughs> this is new. I I was waiting for the other sign and I didn't get that one. So now I I didn't know to give you that time and that space that right. you needed in order to rest or recoup or so I, I just thought you were ignoring me. <laughs> or I just right. thought <laughs> that we were done back for the to day. One. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we think of rest reimagined, let's just recap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rest reimagined is rethinking and re-evaluating if something is working. Mm-hmm. Are we getting enough sleep? Is ignoring, leaving, shutting down, or binge watching beneficial? And if so, are we communicating? Mm-hmm. And is our communication consistent? Right. Right. And I think as an educator, when I hear those things, as I say these things, they're actually not new. So almost more appropriate, the more appropriate way of framing this podcast is rest reminded. Mm, Right. Right. Reminded. Mm -hmm. In a sense, going back to basics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we end, I feel very rested. (laughs) And good. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) And peaceful. (laughs) So let's end this episode today, Charlene. And again, please tell our listeners where they can find you before we wrap up today's session. Absolutely. Um, Listeners can look at my website, cscounselingandtherapy.com. Um, you can email me at charlene at cscounselingandtherapy.com. Mm-hmm. Also social media, same, <laughs> cscounselingandtherapy.com. Wonderful. It was wonderful to have you here with us again. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to leave us a rating wherever you are listening to this podcast. Also, follow us on Family Nuggets on social media platforms under the spelling F-A-M-L-Y Nuggets. Remember, there is no I in family because you cannot do family alone.